Hey, friends and colleagues, it's Nikki from Full Voice Music. Today's podcast, episode number 66, we are continuing our long journey around the world and talking to voice teachers about their favorite vocal warm-ups and technical exercises. Welcome to the Full Voice Podcast, teaching strategies and resources for voice teachers working with young singers. Now here's your host, Nikki Loney. Hello, friends and colleagues. Thanks for joining me again for the Full Voice Podcast. This is part two of our vocal warm-ups from around the world. And I have to tell you that it's not going to stop here because I've had such incredible conversations with these teachers that um, are my guests on the podcast Uh, we're actually going to make this into a three-parter. There's just so many great ideas, and uh, I just wanted to uh, just let you know. So next week, we are continuing our journey. Before we get started, I want to shout out to the wonderful guests from last week, Karen Michaels uh, from Las Vegas, Nevada, and my friend uh, Kim Wessel out in New Brunswick, and of course, in warm, sunny Florida, my good friend, Rebecca Piot. And I want to shout out to all of these ladies for their great ideas. Uh, I had a blast uh, with my students last week, last week of lessons, 2018. I brought in some fun seasonal exercises. Thank you, Rebecca. Plus, we did turn them into Star Wars exercises. Also, thank you, Rebecca. And um, we just had so much fun. And I just wanted to take a moment um, at the end of my last teaching day, after my last student had left, Uh, Usually I'm in a rush to get home, but uh, I took a a quiet moment and uh, I was just so overwhelmed with gratitude because um, I just feel so confident in my teaching studio, talking to teachers from all over and when they share their experience and their passion and their knowledge, uh, there's just so much that I bring back into my teaching studio each and every week. And I am so grateful for this community. And I am so grateful for you, the listener. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out with your questions. And thank you for leaving your ratings and your your um, uh, your comments on iTunes and on our web website. It really makes a huge difference. So thank you to this entire community. I am overwhelmed with gratitude. And I'm just so excited for a new year and meeting new teachers through the Full Voice Podcast. So thank you so much. Now, we're going to get started. And I have to tell you, this episode, we are traveling far. I would not want to, A, pay (laughs) the fees for a plane ticket to these places. Uh, We're starting in Brisbane, Australia. And then we're flying all the way back to Anchorage, Alaska. So I have two wonderful teachers, uh, Laura Mackay and Christine Keene, on the podcast today, and we're going to get started with Lauren. Welcome to the podcast, Lauren Mackay. Thank you so much for joining me all the way from Brisbane, Australia. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me on the podcast, Nikki. This is an absolute pleasure. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you, and uh, I, um, I have to tell you, so... 
Uh, we're video Skyping here. Obviously, our podcast listeners can't see that. I'm bundled up in the biggest sweater possible. And you yes. are all tanned and you're glowing. Yes. It's a, it's a shoulderless gown. I'm, you know, oh ready gosh. ready for summer. It is oh. so hot here, Nikki. Tell us about the weather. That's kind of our theme throughout this journey. <laughs> Look, I'm going to tell you that um, Brisbane is currently in the middle of a giant heat wave. So yesterday it was 40 de- 43 degrees Celsius, which in your land I believe is somewhere around 109, 109. Are you Celsius as well? Yeah, oh, Canada is Lawrence. Celsius, but but all my American friends are Fahrenheit. So yeah, it's a hundred and hundred and nine point four. So we're burning. We are burning right now. <laughs> now I've also I've we also just made a discovery. We were just talking. You and I are birthday twins. We are twins. So this is incredible. I know. I couldn't believe it when you told me that. So, yes. Uh, for those of you who want to send both of us gifts, it's November 23rd. Oh. Yeah. It is. And it's still birthday month, Nikki. This is the thing. So, you know, that's how we celebrate. Keep it going for the month. Why not? <laughs> I love it. Now, before we get before we get into um, your favorite vocal warm-ups, and you've shared uh You've got two really great exercises. I'm really looking forward to dying and diving in. We do have to shout out to our dear friend Leah Kennedy. Yes, inter- she introduced us because I reached out to her. I knew Leah from our online conversations, and um, I asked her if she could be a part of it. And she is currently traveling from Australia to Scotland to be with her husband's family for Christmas. Mm. So a big shout out. Hello, Leah. And uh, thank you for introducing me to Lauren. I'm really proud of um, everything that Leah's doing in our community. She's amazing. And um, I've been teaching her for many years. And to see her absolutely springboarding into our community. And she actually put me onto the full voice um, in the beginning. Mm. So I just think she's wonderful. So we do lots of singing together and she is um, she's doing awesome things as a singing teacher. Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, thank you, Leah. And Leah and I are going to have a conversation in the new year. So not to worry. We won't leave her. We won't leave her out of this. So, uh, Lauren, thank you so much for joining me. And um, you uh, have two really interesting little vocal exercises that you like to use for your juniors. So can we talk about your first one, which is the call and response? The first one, our um, call and response exercise, I designed very deliberately, having come out of being a classroom teacher in in a specialist classroom. So it was an integrated special needs classroom. Mm-hmm. And what I learned about children is they they really thrive from having lots of structure, lots of predictability. And um, I'm teaching a lot of children in my studios now who are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I also have children that are on the spectrum. So this was designed very deliberately to really cater to that. Um, so the call and response I designed is all about being super positive and sort of claiming what your lesson's going to be like. So oh, the first like one that. of it is, yes. So it's 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 putting into into being what your lesson is going to be. So it's the first line is it's gonna be fun, and they okay. say that back to me, right? And then okay. it's gonna be great. 
it's going to be great. It's going to be the best, right? Okay. So, yeah. And I find that, you know, having that call and response because I'm leading them mm-hmm. and then I like to guide them later in the term into leading it themselves. Oh, nice. They feel really confident and they're, they're able to mirror me and it just gets the lesson going in a, in a beautiful, positive way, but also in that predictable way as well. Now, do you start that exercise in uh, using speech? No. So we start it because I always say, you know, we're here for singing. What do we? I have another exercise where I say in speech, what are we here for? And they say singing. And I say, when are we going to sing? And they say now. Right. <laughs> so they know we're not at gymnastics because I don't know about you, but I have some gymnasts come in here and <laughs> do a tumble across the floor and show me the splits before they begin. But right. um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> So I'll actually do singing call and response so that they can work on things like their pitch. So I find that when you're singing with them and they're with you person to person, that they, you know, they can learn those pitch type, you know, going through those pitch things. So it is, it does have a tune to it. And I did write it. Oh, nice. (laughs) But I find that with, you know, it works for little kids all the way from the age of three up to about the age of 10. And, um, it, yeah, so, I, I mean, I can sing it, Nikki, if you want, and you're welcome to respond. <laughs> Ooh, okay, yes, I'm ready. I'm ready to play. Do you want to do it? I yeah, do, right. I do. So you're my student, Nikki, okay? So, okay, I'm ready. So what are we here for, Nikki? Singing. When are we going <laughs> to sing? Now. Right, right now, even though we're 15 hours apart. <laughs> we are, but we're together because we're birthday twins. So here we go. Ready, okay. set, yep. it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's going to be the best. Oh, I like that. It's going to be the best. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. Singing is my favorite thing. Singing is my favorite thing. That I love to do. That I love to do. Singing is my favorite thing. Singing is my favorite thing. How about you? Oh, I love that. I love that. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's so sweet. (laughs) The jazz teacher and me wanted to improvise off of those, but I did try my best to copy you. Nikki, and as your teacher right now, I would encourage that. I would say, oh, Nikki, I love how you put your own part in that. And I can <laughs> feel the mood. And I tell you what you'd love is very recently I had I had this cute little six-year-old. She's so sweet. And um, she just loved using character voices for that oh. exercise. So I was the ogre and she was the princess. <laughs> so it went a little something like this, right? It's going to be fun. And she went, it's going to be fun. And so oh we had gosh. all these little movements to, to go along with the call and response. And she just loved it. It was a request every week for a good four weeks. <laughs> oh, I really like that idea. I think uh, so many opportunities to engage them. Yeah, I think so. And you can use props as well. So roll a big gimbal between um, the two of you. So from phrase to phrase to really get that movement, the movement and the timing and the energy behind it to get some, you know, some oomph and clarity out of your voice. And and also I do a lot of movements with it. So I'll have actual choreographed movements to get them moving while they sing. 
I love so that. So I don't like my singers to be standing like a popsicle stick on stage. I like them to be expressive and, you know, moving in a way that's expressive and, yeah. I like that idea about using the the, the ball uh, back and yeah. forth. That's that's a great idea. Yeah, I find that with particularly with little children, using all different types of balls and, and props as well, like, you know, rollers, gym mm-hmm. rollers. Mm-hmm. So using that to push across the ground too because it's got a little more weight behind it mm-hmm. and um, or doing like handball across the room as long as you don't have breakables in your room <laughs> like, I, like I do. I have a few broken blinds in the background of my studio oh, from um, ricochet props but <sighs> it works because they're getting that movement and using the movement and the rhythm and it really it gets into their blood, gets I, into, you know, their mind. I, it's great. Now, I am actually really interested as well. You uh, you have a little snake prop that yes. you use. Tell everybody yes. about how you use the snake and then yes. how you make it into a singing exercise. Yes. So my background is in speech. I actually studied uh, speech pathology a very long time ago. I grew up learning speech and um, and as we know, articulation, I mean, speech is singing, singing is speech. It's mm-hmm. its its a lot the same thing in many ways. Um, and I have a lot of little ones come to me and seen as we're on a children's podcast, this is, you know, it's its good to, mm-hmm. to learn. But um, little ones that come to us with, you know, articulation, that's not quite there yet. And so this was actually devised as a, as a speechy working with little children and Working on blending sounds. So this exercise is called Silly Sammy Snake. Mm -hmm. And it's just a bundle of fun because what we have, and you can find any pictures of just a cute little cartoon snake Mm -hmm. on the internet. Right. And you can laminate him and print out about eight of them. And then what you do is you cut them out and you hide Silly Sammy Snake all around your studio. Now, he's a silly snake too, Nikki. Don't forget that. Okay. So he has to hide in very silly spots. And he's got a couple of rules. He'll never be inside a drawer or a cupboard, and he'll never be outside the room. So we hide him. He's hanging upside down. He might be hanging off a fan. And when he's really silly, he's probably popping out of like my the, my bun on my head or something like that. And the kids just find it so, so funny. And they search around the room. And what they have to do is say when they find a silly snake, they have to point at him and say, silly Sammy snake. So that's the first part of a scaffolded exercise, right? As we progress through the exercise, the next week I ask the children, and children of all ages can do this, to add a descriptive word to silly Sammy, okay? So he might be silly, slippery, slimy Sammy. And every time they find Sammy, silly, slippery, slimy Sammy. And you'd be surprised how challenging that can be for some children because we're using the si'i, going straight from a, a fricative into a vowel sound to sl. So we're blending the fricative to the consonant. Sl. can be hard, just like doing your tongue twisters. Exactly the same. That. What was that one in the Christmas one? Some of my kids had a really tough time with with some of the the wonderful full voice Christmas tongue twisters. Oh, was it the elephant in the elf? <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> the elephant and the elf in an elevator. Wasn't it something like that? Yes, yes, that was a tough one. It is a tough one. So the more they're able to actually work on these blended sounds and moving through this articulation this works beautifully in time 
for their articulation as they're singing. So it's really an, an important component of, you know, of learning to sing because who knows, oh my goodness, some of my kids have just done their exams and, and one of them had to do, do you know All For You from the from Susical? Oh yes, that's a, that's oh. a tough song tough and it's it's so you know i sailed on a junk and was practically sunk for you and it's got all those really you know that tough articulation but right. in my practice using those articulation exercises are so they're integral to becoming a, a you know a singer who who's really clear and able to um, convey their stories well <laughs> the end of the exercise basically it gets to the point where the children actually take the activity home to their families and they can practice okay. it with their families. And by the end, we'll say uh, when they find all their snakes, doing clever things like six silly, Sammy, slimy snakes and, you know, seven silly, Sammy, you know, they, they add all their own words and it just ends oh, up being they own their exercise as well as, mm. um, as it, as it being something that's imposed on them. So they love it. It's lots of fun. I was wondering, um, since you have a background in speech language pathology, this is a yes. personal question um, for yeah. some of my students. I have, uh, in my uh, introductory vocal class, I have a couple mm. of little singers that do struggle with mm. making that S sound. And they're, I mean, they're, they're about five, well, no, sorry, they're six years old. Any strategies when you do have that student that is really struggling with the articulations? Like any um, any little tips or strategies you have for teachers? Because I'm I know we all have those little singers. Any any suggestions? Oh yeah, look the whole thing with the with any sort of fricative sound, particularly the S, is that. You know, it's the tongue that we've got to bring into control a, a little bit there. So sometimes we find that with um, children who have had tongue tie and have had mm -hmm. tongue tie rectified, that they they often do have um, trouble with that. Or the opposite's true as well. Um, so I find that exercises that seem to be a little bit opposite to what you think you're doing, um, so probably not working on the S sounds. So exercises like that you might be really familiar with. There's a really great one that's called tibbity top have you ever heard tibbity top no no oh so metronome in the studio if you've got one mm -hmm. um i have one that's on my roland keyboard and i can speed okay. it up so we start mm -hmm. with a nice even beat right tibbity top okay. tibbity top tibbity 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 top and as we go along we speed it up tibbity top tibbity top tibbity 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 top tibbity top tibbity top tibbity 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 top and what that's doing is it's using the very tip of the tongue to make contact with the, the back of the teeth or the teeth ridge. Working those right. sounds from the lip to the tip of the tongue is, um, is going to just work the edge of that muscle and control the tongue. We know the tongue can be very bossy in the, in right. the mouth. <laughs> it's yes, the boss. Yes. So we want it not to be the boss. So an exercise like that is lots of fun and you can say to them, okay, today I'm starting you. At, I'm going to start you at adagio. Do you think you can start at adagio? And then the next week, ooh, we're going to get a bit faster. You're getting better at this. Do you think you can make it to 220 BPM today? Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. I love that you can incorporate some, some musical terms for tempo in this exercise. 
Absolutely. You have a great one with your exercises too, Nikki, which is, um, you know, the top of the teeth, the tongue and the lips. You know that one? Oh, yes, the, yes. The tip of the yes. tongue, the teeth, the lips. Yes. Yes, yes. that one. And I had done before, I'd done the top of the teeth and the tip of the tongue, the top of the teeth and the tip of the tongue, the top of the teeth, the tip of the tongue, oh the my top gosh. of the teeth, the tip of the tongue. I mean, it's just a slight variation, but I mean, what a challenge mm. to switch it up like that. Yeah, very, very challenging. And, and that's great for the students to sort of have something new to work with. And um, and I find that with the scale that you provided with the, the full voice, with the, how it comes out with the, um, the arpeggio. Da, yes, da, da, yes. Da, da. If you're using yes. a sound like ta, 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 that's going to help them a little more with that S as well. Oh, I love it. I love it. What a wonderful little strategy. Thank you so much. That's okay. And they don't know you're doing it, Nikki. That's the thing. <laughs> Isn't that, that is so important. Yeah. Um, one of my, one of my friends is a speech language pathologist and uh, she's not a singer, but um, I've, I've gleaned many, many a strategy from her. And the, and the one thing that she keeps telling me over and over again is that we never, we never need to let them know that they have a challenge or a problem um, that can that can just destroy their confidence and make them very self-aware. And uh, so when you do things with games and fun, it yep. just it's just a game and it's just fun. So. Absolutely. That's, oh. the, that's the whole purpose of the Silly Sammy Snake. It is fun. It's, you know, it, it really just engages them and they have no idea that you're working on that. And, and then being able to take it home, they can then continue the work, which we know is very important with children as they develop the, these um, speech strategies is that they need to continue to work on them. So... That's that's how it works. Oh, Lauren, you are absolutely delightful. <laughs> and um, can we make a promise right now? Would yes. you please come back <gasps> and be a guest, and oh, and, and like a f <laughs> a full a full podcast oh, where wow. you can share some of your brilliant strategies? Will you Will oh. you promise? To, you have to because you're my birthday yeah. twin. Well, so. now that we've locked, you don't that, have a chance. You know that's it forever, Nikki. You know. <laughs> I know. Twins. I know. Twins. But I no, that would be my pleasure. And and you know I've been doing this for a long time now, so I just want to give and um and share what I've learned and. And I, I want to thank you too for doing what you're doing because there was a great many years where I was teaching and I felt like I was on a little island and, you know, I was doing my things and just, um, you know, there wasn't a lot of cohesion and, uh, in our industry and now there is. And I love that you've created that worldwide, uh, you know, that, that community. And, and I've been in touch with so many great singing teachers like Sharon Coates, who's just incredible. Um, oh, Shannon, yes. My giddy aunt. She's so wonderful and I love the work that she's doing. So so thank you for creating that as well. It has made such a big difference. Oh, Lauren, my heart. Thank you. That's that's just lovely. I'm I'm so grateful. I uh, I was just uh, I just finished up my last lesson for 2018, and um, I, when my when my last student left, I took a moment in my teaching studio and I just was silently just 
thankful for not only the students that I see, but for my colleagues from around the world. And I, I just felt all this happiness. And what you just said there kind of choked me up a little bit. I, I am so excited to um, introduce you and your wonderful uh, ideas to my community. And Love in it. 2019, you and I are going to have an in-depth chat about all things going on with you and your programs. And I'm really excited about that. Wonderful. Beautiful. A very special thank you to Lauren. And now we move all the way across the globe up to where Santa Claus lives, to Anchorage, Alaska, to talk to my good friend, Christine Keene. Welcome to the podcast, Christine Keene, all the way from Anchorage, Alaska. How are you today? Good, nice and toasty warm. Ah! (laughs) So I've been asking all my guests, what's the weather doing where you are located? Uh, Yesterday was the first day that we had some sun on the shortest day of the year. We had some sun, wow. and uh, but it but it's pretty much been snowing for about two weeks consistently. But we d- we didn't have any snow um, up to like Thanksgiving, and then we started to get some snow. Okay, so. what are the average temperatures in Anchorage? Um, it usually hovers between well Fahrenheit, fifteen degrees, and oh. and thirty. Okay. In the winter, yeah, okay. it's it's pretty pleasant in Anchorage. Now, I I saw a little while ago a picture you had posted on Facebook where there was a gigantic moose blocking your, was that your driveway? <laughs> yes. <laughs> does that happen a lot where you are? It, it does happen a lot at our house because we live up, we live up on the mountain. So um, we get a lot of wildlife. We went for a walk the other day and we saw some lynx tracks. Wow. And uh, we've had a bear walk up our driveway. So. Oh, my gosh. Brown yeah. bear or yeah. black bear? Um, it was a black, uh, brown bear. Brown oh, my bear. goodness. Yeah. Wow. And I, I guess you don't go out and say hi or anything. <laughs> no, uh, no. No, I was pretty, I was pretty scared of the moose because he was just... He would not let me out of the car. He was he was pretty mad because he was uh, trying to get with a lady. Oh so. my goodness! Yes. <laughs> so I uh, I had I had never seen a moose until we went out to New Brunswick uh, a couple of summers ago. They are massive, massive yeah. animals. Like I had no idea they were so huge. This guy was particularly large. I mean, he was a very large feller. Oh my so. gosh. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I am thrilled that you could uh, talk to me today, and uh, I know that you've just wrapped up your your studio uh, showcase, and that went well. Yes, we go to the senior center every year, and uh, this was our third year in a row that we went, and we do a sing along, and then the kids and adults. Um, they present, you know, a, a holiday piece, something that they uh, have have something that kind of addresses, you know, I try to still make it educational, <laughs> <laughs> right. but um, so uh, and I get to sing backup for my for my students. So that's always I love singing backup for them. You oh, know, that's so much fun. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. You are going to share some uh, exercises uh, that really address going back and forth between registers. And I am always seeking 
exercises that do stuff like that because I have so many students that that is a struggle. So uh, give us your give us your favorite vocal warm up for um, just working on those register transitions. Yeah. Um, so we had Norman Spivey and Mary Saunders Barton come up um, for our Nats uh, chapter. And both of them, uh, Norman came up about three years ago and he kind of set up this, set up his and Mary's philosophies. And, um, and then when Mary came last year, um, I just took her exercises and just have been running with them. So I actually got her DVD, uh, Bel Canto Can Belto. I think that is the name of it. (laughs) And, um, and so I've been using, and the DVDs come with this, like a little warm ups. I'm holding up a warm ups booklet. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And um, and so uh, we just go through these, and so on. Like uh, she has these objectives. She says, you know, objective number one: reinforcing the core voice. And then you have objective two: finding the hoot space. And then number three is integrating those two voices. Um, so one of her exercises is, I mean, she's just, you know, Norman and Mary are all about speech. And so mm-hmm. um, we, uh, we start with the speech. So the first exercise that we always do is we start in chest register or... Mm-hmm. Mode one, <laughs> and I love it. I love it. Whatever we want to call it, so <laughs> I love it. We just say "yahoo," so we're just going from from that chesty sound, the speech sound, into mm-hmm. our our heady sound, our hooty sound. Yahoo, and then like we do the opposite way. Hoo, yeah, nice. Um, yeah, and let's see. You can do so many different things with just Yahoo, because mm-hmm. first of all, it comes from the speech. So mm-hmm. you know, like this week we did Yahoos because all the kids were done with finals, so <laughs> they were they were all like super excited. They were like Yahoo. <laughs> <laughs> then you can do like hoo yeah it's hard for me to hear if i'm doing that correctly let me take my headphone off (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and then you can do Um, so that's like that's like one of my favorite and it's so easy you don't need the you don't need the piano for that you Mm -hmm. just you just go for it um Mm -hmm. and then one that we tried this week that I hadn't really done yet, so I'm not very good at it. But um, it's still Yahoo, but instead of doing speech for the Yah, you do head for the Yah. So you do oh. Yahoo. Oh. So that's really, that's really hard. <laughs> wow, so, that's interesting. Yeah, so just switching it, you know, and doing the low note in your head register and the upper note in speech. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's probably my favorite exercise for going back and forth between the two. And then after we do that, we do um, another one of Mary's um, where we 
you know, there's, you can do so many things. I mean, I, I use her exercise as a framework and then I make up my own, of course. Um, but so she'll go, so one of hers is, May, oh, may, oh, may, oh, may, oh, my, oh, my. So, you know, you're really emphasizing um, the speech factor, like Mm -hmm. really mean this, you know, like, like you came in and you asked your parents, um, may I go to the movies? And, and they give you an ugly face back. And that makes you say, oh, my. (laughs) So... (laughs) So you're like, may, may, oh, may, oh, may, oh, may, oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> wow. Because you're getting um, the uh, expression in on it and the, the, um, the feeling towards it. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I always tell my students that the voice follows intention. The voice follows mm-hmm. your emotion. So if you come in and you say, I'm so tired today. You know, yeah, you are tired. I believe you because your voice is telling me that you are really tired. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you say, you know, I'm so excited. And then it immediately goes up into into head voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, really try to get them to um, put the intention and, and the meaning behind any of these exercises. Um, because the voice is just going to follow that and it's just going to respond. Yes. Um, yeah. To that emotion. So uh, with one of the ones that I made up was, I'm sure a lot of people know, um, the mouth, the lips, the teeth, the tip of the tongue, bibbity, bobbity, mm-hmm. bibbity, bobbity, boo. And I put a slide at the end of that one. So we go bibbity, bobbity, bibbity, bobbity, boo. And, oh, nice. uh, that's for my little kid. And then um, we usually toss a ball at the end, you know, to go with it or or um, wave our magic fairy wands or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. What would be some of the strategies for the kiddos that maybe don't like the sound of like that head voice? I have a few kids that they're really they're really wanting to stay in their speech level singing and, and they just they just are really reluctant to get into the head voice. You know, I just listened to your um, vocal explorations podcast this week. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I mean, you, you, of course, like the animal sounds are, are fabulous. Um, I made everybody do animal sounds this week. And, and, uh, and what was the, some of the reactions? Is, you know, I had to get into the groove of it because at first I was feeling apprehensive about it. And um, so finally, I, I just had to tell the kids, I was like, I'm not going to demonstrate it for you. You are going to do it yourself. <laughs> nice. You, you are five years old now. You know, like yeah. if they were 18, I said, pretend you are five years old. You know what <laughs> sound a cat makes. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so I had to, yeah, and there was some resistance at first until I really got on board. And then, and then it went, and then it worked like clockwork, even with my most, even with the students that I thought were going to have the most trouble exploring their own voice. Um, mm-hmm. They, I, in the beginning of the week, those students didn't want to do it. But by the end of the week, when I had got my groove down, they were fine. <laughs> you know, you bring up a really good point there about 
our our attitude towards the exercises or the songs or whatever that we're doing with the students really sets the tone and leads the way and thank you for sharing that because yeah sometimes there's exercises where I'm like "Mm, I don't know and you immediately don't see much response from the student either and they're just Mm -hmm. they're just feeding off of us yes yeah that's a big one for me um just I I don't remember where I uh, was reading about that but um just being careful of your response that whatever are what are you feeding back to the student you know are you feeding um uncertainty you know nervousness are you being scattered which is usually my problem is (laughs) just being off in left field all the time Uh, oh I struggle with that too there are days where my brain is in five different places and I, I, I try really hard, but it's yeah. difficult sometimes. <laughs> well, I just have, um, you know, to help with that, like going back to warm ups, I wrote out almost all of the warm ups that I ever do and I just keep them on the piano because warm ups time is really sometimes check out time for me and um mm. it but it's really the only time that I have to to address any vocal issues um because when they get into their song they just want to sing their song and they're obsessed with getting the right notes and rhythms and I really can't do it anything else until they learn their song you know mm-hmm. so it's um I always try to find repertoire that emphasizes what I'm doing in the vocal warm-ups but um I find like that is the time that you really have to you really have to pay attention um and and just you know because they're for a reason (laughs) no I was gonna say Nancy Boss told me that she was like until she figured out that warm-ups were actually for a reason that she everything kind of clicked (laughs) so (laughs) I I can attest to that too I had uh I took lessons from I think when I was 11 years old and it wasn't until college when uh my instructors actually told me what the purpose of the exercises were (laughs) and and all of a sudden all of a sudden I was like oh my goodness I had no idea this is what I'm supposed to be paying attention to um it's yeah yeah, we uh I have a problem where I talk too much to my students and I give them too mm-hmm. much information. I am trying very hard to be mindful of that. But uh, but we still need to let them know what the focus is and why we do these strange things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it depends on the student, too. Some students um, don't respond well to the why. And yes. so I kind of leave that out. But other students want to know why. You know, Mm. so um, it's definitely dependent on the student. Yes. Great tip. Great tip. Now, you also mentioned that you did have one of Nancy's little exercises. So shout out to Nancy Boz. She is a good friend of ours. And and Nancy was a guest on the podcast. Such a lovely lady. Uh, So what did Nancy share with you? Um, Nancy came up and did a presentation and I'm, it was so long ago, and I'm totally forgetting the name of it. But, oh, cross-training, cross-training. Mm. Um, I'm all about this cross-training right now. And, and I think uh, Mary Saunders and, and Norman Spivey are as well, because we don't know, 
especially a 10-year-old, I don't know what they're going to do with their voice when they grow up. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to make sure that they have all the tools. They can sing throughout their range. They can sing in any style um, and do it well. And so at the end of her presentation, I remember um, she had an exercise and it was labeled like putting it all together. And so she had run through head voice, she had run through uh, chest voice, speech voice, and then she had this um, giant exercise that puts it all together. <laughs> but it's just basically that pattern. Um, so let me see if I can sing it. But you start in your um, your chest and you just go up into your head wherever it feels comfortable. So I don't remember the vowel that she used. I used my own. Um, but... My, 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 Did I sing that right? That was beautiful. Oh, yes, I can see why that would be very effective. Yeah, and and you can go, like, really super high. You know, you can start in chest and not even flip to head. You could stay in chest and do that. You know, my, 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 my. My 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 my, um, or you can and you can flip into your head. I mean, you can you can move um, as you go up the scale. You can change the mix, and so by the end, usually most of most of my students are fully in head voice. You know, because we're so oh, high. That's beautiful. That's a very helpful little exercise. Thank you. And thank you, Nancy Boss. <laughs> thank you, we'll, Nancy. Yeah. We'll definitely do a proper shout out to Nancy off that. <laughs> you know, I had always I had always done that exercise for my classical training. Um mm-hmm. and never had thought about doing it for just cross training type of stuff. So that's actually a classical, I'm sure it's a classical pattern. And I don't know if you could tell the pattern from what I sang because I can't hear myself very well but um I mean it's a simple exercise it could be modified you could use arpeggios you could use minor arpeggios mm-hmm. like you could use mm-hmm. a lot of different little exercises going up and and down I think that's so interesting oh my goodness I'm sitting here listening to you and I've got a list of students in my teaching studio that are gonna hear this exercise when we start oh, up again in January yeah, and I love your idea of changing up the scale because, man, I am I am the worst culprit for being stuck in major. I mean, I really need to introduce some other other scales. <laughs> you know, sometimes with my teenagers, I'll, they'll come in and they'll be all bummed out. I'm like, oh, okay, we're in a sad mood. Okay, why don't we sing the minor scales today in the minor triads? And then oh, that's fabulous. And then either they'll get really cheery really fast because they don't want to do that, or they'll really embrace the minor sounds. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have my sad songs playlist for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thank you so much. I am wishing you and your family a wonderful holiday. I hope you get some downtime. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again. You too. This was super fun. And I've actually got some ideas too. So, (laughs) and I'm going to definitely keep listening. (laughs) Excellent. Thanks, Christine. A very special thank you to Lauren and Christine for being my guests on the podcast and sharing such great ideas. 
ideas. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning, this is not the end of our journey. We have three more stops to make. We're heading back to Canada. We're going back to the U.S. and I have a teacher over in Spain, all of them sharing some fantastic ideas fun ideas for 2019. Now, before I go, uh, speaking of the new year and new plans, I would like to bring your attention to our new product, which is the Private Music Teacher Planner and Agenda. It is 200 pages. It includes a 12-month undated calendar as well as organizational pages and planning for the private music teacher. We have recital planners, student progress forms, professional development ideas, as well as some other great uh, great little forms for the teacher. If you want to check that out, just go to Amazon and search the private music teacher planner and agenda. As always, I am wishing you inspired teaching, a very happy new year, and happy singing. Thank you for listening to the Full Voice Podcast. For more information and teacher resources, please visit our website at thefullvoice.com. Bye bye, canoe music. Canoe music.ca.